On today's job board, we have GCU Championship, RIP Cody, Gorda, Nature, ADWR Meeting, Water, The New Guy, Private Tournaments, Beer, Sports, and of course, Course Happenings. The views and opinions presented in this episode of From the Jingleads Podcast are strictly those of Matt and Dana do not reflect those of their respective clubs. The content of this podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. And now, let's tee off. So they fucking can when get real big in their titties big, but their waist would be small. But everything else, that was also to show that you were a, uh, like you would be a good mom bear, you know, child bear with the big wide hips for support and things oh, like really? that. So they used to yank their corsets in real tight and try and get picked up. Yeah, that was going out for the night. That was uh, early day yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on for the night? Strap me up. Yeah, strap me up. Tie me down, Susie. <laughs> Get one foot back yeah. there. And Gertrude, give Wasn't me a good tug. Ribs and shit. Yeah, they and remove ribs oh, to get even off. smaller. And then the, I think it was the Asian community back in the day. They used to uh, squish their feet like small feet was a thing. So they used to purposely leave their feet in small shoes so their feet couldn't even fucking grow. Did you imagine that? Oh, it's got to be. I painful. mean, imagine. You've walked around with a tight pair of fucking golf shoes on or just ones that are getting old and they just, you know, they're, oh, these don't fit quite like they used to. And it's like, fuck, your feet are killing you after. Instead, now you got wooden clogs on your feet, <laughs> smooshing your fucking toes. <laughs> fucking unreal. Where are they in this? Uh, the Valspar? I don't know. Valspar is it's not Texas, is it? The, this is the, the guy's still pointing. Yeah. What is he doing? Yeah, get out your rangefinder. Look at them. That's what got he's their doing. phone. Zooming in no, with their phones. He, he had his rangefinder out for the. Uh, when I played it, when I played it, what did he get to drop for that? Uh he's got to go back and hit. That's not OB. It's a hazard. Lateral, isn't it? That's why they're trying to figure out whether it's his ball or not. Oh yeah, we didn't find the ball. We could not identify it. So. uh when I was in the GCU men's club match play, uh, we were on number seven, and the dude fucking ripped one right at the tree, and he's like, oh, we should be all right. And I was like, hey, man, I don't think so. Oh, I told this story to you before, mm-hmm. and the guys were like, you got big money on this? But, yeah, it was funny. We looked up in that fucking tree, and it was just littered with golf balls. <laughs> littered. It's in Florida. So we played uh, this weekend was a club championship, and it was all flighted and whatever, and uh, uh, TJ was in – the championship group, our buddy Greg, which is like Jordan's neighbor, and uh, Greg's uh, daughter watches Jordan's kids. So they're neighborhood friends, and he's really good dude, fan of the show. Uh, but he um, he was in the championship flight. I think he came in third overall. But TJ, they were playing it from like 7,300 yards. And I saw TJ, as I was playing 14, I saw TJ teeing off 18. Well, hitting his second shot. He, they were barely in to the fairway cut. They might have been 35 yards into the fairway, whereas other times you're 110 yards down yeah. the fairway. 
at that place. No thanks. Yeah, it was really long. Uh, they found it. I played pretty good on the first day and then played like fucking dog shit on the second day. You had a lot on your mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the little man was going down. So rest in peace, Cody. Uh, the little mascot passed away on Tuesday. Brutal. Brutal. It yeah. Is, it's uh, the it's worst. 18-year-old little man. Uh, Leah picked him up on the side of the 60. He was chucked out of the fucking back of a pickup truck. That's how his life began. Uh, and then just started having strokes, we think. The worst man. Alright. Alright, Andy, you're gonna have to do some editing there. I knew that was gonna fucking happen. No, I should be alright. So uh yeah, he was having some Strokes, uh, woke up on Friday not doing very good. Saturday, kind of limping around. I started texting you that, hey, this is kind of over, I think. And uh, Sunday, he got up and was, all right, he can get up by himself. Uh, we woke up last Thursday, I believe it was, in the middle of the night. And he was screaming. Really? From the patio. And he never made a noise. I've never heard so, him make a noise. It, which woke up the neighbor's dog. Because he had slipped and fallen, kind of like sprawled out all his legs everywhere. Oh. So we rescued him from that. And then he was kind of weird. Leah then said he had trouble on Friday. Anyways, Sunday comes around and we're like, hey, we really got to think about this. And Leah's aunt's in town, uh, Aunt Carol. She's the one that actually married us in Hawaii. So she's over here visiting. And she is, uh, Let's, for lack of my ignorance to it, it's... She's connected to the other side, for sure. Um, and that's what she practices. So she had kind of gave us the, hey, he's kind of practicing right now. His aura is really white. That's a sign of the other side. Um, he's having trouble kind of like he's not going to show you that pain. We call the vet on Monday for reassurance, and he's like, hey, listen, man. Your dog's not a senior. Your dog is geriatric, yeah. meaning he's not going to be able to show any of those signs. Um, so make the right decision. It's over. For, you know, here, don't let him. And we had been talking about this for shit the past four years. Yeah, right. Is we're not going to allow him to live any longer than he needs to. And uh, Monday night we called, or Monday afternoon we called and had it all set up. We did uh, shit. Uh, I had it up. It might take me a second, but I'll talk about it. So it's Lap of Love. Lap of Love, they come and they euthanize the dog at the house. Uh, I've put down other dogs. This is hands down. If you uh, really love your dog and your family, it's a way easier way to do it. Um, they seem more comfortable. You know, that stress. Cody doesn't like riding. He didn't like riding in the car anymore. So we kept thinking, there's no way we're going to put him in the car. Freak right. his ass out. Right. And then go knock him out. Yeah, right. Not fair. So he was up from when I got him up in the morning at 3.30. Uh, he was up with me, and my wife said that he stayed up and probably until I came home early on Tuesday because I knew we were going to do it. I got home at like 11, and she said he basically just 
fell asleep standing up. He was Just in so much pain he didn't want to lay down. So he was pacing, and he basically put himself to sleep by pacing around all morning. Super peaceful then, and he was just laying there. It was almost like he was on the phone calling for his appointment yeah, the other right. day. And a uh, woman came, a uh, super sweet doctor. Uh, she definitely had done this a million times. Take as much time as you need. I understand this is really hard. Um, I can tell your dog is really loved. You know, saying just the right things, yeah. whether she knew anything or not. And uh, got right down on the floor with us, like, immediately. And that sucked. She prepared some things. She said, okay, you know, when do you want to do it? Well, yeah, we're ready. She gives him the first sedative. And Cody fucking snaps back and almost, like, bitter because of the pinch. And uh, that kind of sucked. It was like, oh, man, we were trying yeah. to work on not stressing you out. And then yeah, we go, right. jab a needle in your neck. Within a minute, he was laying down in these big, long breaths and, all right, man, go ahead, and fucking out he went. And it was super quick, you know, I mean, if you've ever done it before. And she had said to me before, um, so at this point, he is gone, and uh, we, I help her slide a little puppy pad because I usually the pee or poop at yeah, this. Right. So, you know, nothing, she's like, thank you so much, you know, the least we can move him, all this stuff, Okay. She said, I'm going to leave you guys. I'll be back. I'm going to go get the stretcher and everything. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I got to walk this dog out of my house on a fucking stretcher and load her into a car. So that was like going through my head, you know. And so she comes wheeling in with this little fucking stretcher. We barely move him on there. She fucking blankets him up. He looked so cozy and like super respectful. Me and Leah wheel him out there. And as we're walking out, she opens up the back of like a Nissan Murano. And I'm now again in my head. I'm like, I'm walking down the front step with my dog on a fucking stretcher. And I'm going to load him into someone else's car. Opens the thing up. The thing is spotless. There's pillows around it. There's flowers along the edge of it, but not super tacky. Yeah, right. Very respectful. And Leah like starts crying as we were walking away. She was like, I was, and we hadn't talked about that part yet. Both of us were thinking the exact same thing. Like we are going to have to load this fucking dog into the back of someone's goddamn car. And just that uh, feeling like that sick feeling And the thing opens up and it's like, Oh, yeah, like come to me. This is there, okay. Like, this is fine. Cody and after we talked about it, it was like fire yes. in the back. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we get his ashes and whatever. But uh, if anybody has that coming, it's the fucking worst. Uh, call up one of these places. I know uh, Holmberg on the morning show, which is a radio show out here in Arizona. He pumps. He's big into dogs. He does a beer with Four Peaks actually. Yeah. Uh, Homeward Bound, and it's for a dog rescue thing, and they do it out of Four Peaks Brewery. Uh, he pumps the wheels off a place called Happy Endings. Yeah. I mean, when you're really sad, they'll cheer you right up, you know, I guess is maybe their motto. But I yeah. It's a massage in a, in a euthanization uh, clinic. Good thing is every one of them I looked up, there's probably like seven or eight, like when you Google it, that come right up is every one of them is either 4.9 or 5 stars. Yeah. So that's a cool thing. Imagine being in that place the and being star. a fucking three. No, like you've had some good ones yeah. and some bad ones. A one is you just, you stink and you have two reviews. Yeah, right. But, yeah, the guy so, that's got a 3-3 three, three would suck balls. There's definitely, there's something missing mm-hmm. in the studio. Right? For sure, because sure. about now he'd fucking come clicking yeah. through and bombing out Steve Austin style yeah. through the screen. 
But uh, yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, you know, the food bowl is still out. You know, toys are still around. It's uh, it's weird. And then fucking our friends and family are just pouring in with fucking picture frames of them. So it's like, fuck me. I mean, it's awesome. That yeah. shows how cool the fucking dog was. Uh, Leah was going through like the list of her life with him. Uh, 18 years is a long fucking yeah. time. My She's kid, 36. 18 years, I would be sending my yeah. kid to college. She's 36, so she was 18 years old. That's insane. When she half got her him. life. Half yeah. of her life. She was in college. Uh, yeah. That is insane. A handful of boyfriends. Years. She was talking about like the relationships, the move to Utah. She Cody went and lived with the parents. Uh, Thailand. When she was in Thailand and in Utah and in Hawaii when she did that for a little stint. Uh, the only reason why we got them back is because their neighbor got chickens. And Cody fucking scrapped, killed one of them one day that jumped into their yard. Probably had it and come. then they were, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so her parents were getting the house ready to sell it and retire. And they were going to get their trailer and travel around the country. So they had very little time to spend with these two dogs. And it was a border collie and a, uh, a healer. So two That's high, a high energy, energy dogs. Dog. Yeah, both of them. Very smart. Well, out of boredom. A, uh, through a storm, a giant tree kind of fell between the two of them. They had just had a chain link fence with like vine, like cat's claw that grew all across it as a divider. And uh, the tree kind of knocked that fence down a little bit. And because of the weight of the cat's claw, it never really like sprung back up or you couldn't really lift yeah. it up. So when Cody got bored, he used that as a little ramp and fucking jumped across in the backyard. Her dad comes home one day and is like, where the fuck is Cody? And just kind of peers over the fence and there's six dead chickens and fucking Cody standing in the middle of the yard like, uh, I'm bored. <laughs> Have you seen any more of these little birds running around? So we had been asking for Cody back for a while, right, from her parents because I had just put down my husky and we were without dogs. So Cody, Leah's like, come on, we need to get Cody back. And her mom was like, nah, Cody's cool here and whatever. And Jasper, their dog, is with him. And we got more space. We were then living in an apartment. And uh, we had begged, begged, begged. And then fucking Cody, it was like, Cody, I want to go live with mommy and best friend. And fucking, I'm going to leave. And goes and jumps over and kills him. And Leah's mom's like, you need to take Cody. They're going to fucking want to put him down. And we're like, nope. We were down there the next day. Thank you. <laughs> so he just wanted to go live with us. That's and that was insane. his way out. He had to get evicted. So, yeah, it was pretty badass. I was with him for, I guess, I mean, I've known him for probably 13 of the years. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, and been with him for eight. Yeah, so, I mean, dog was fucking awesome. Everybody was would always call me his, his dad. And I'm like, no, me and Cody are best friends. Yeah. We're just buddies. Yeah. You know, that's all it was. He's awesome. But he was fucking awesome. So, rest in peace, little man. And uh, on to why we do this show. What do you got going on the golf course? Oh, I have real, a fucking real shit quick load. to piggyback on that story, not to steal Cody's thunder. So I had an English bulldog. Me and my wife got it when we first got married. Um, got an English bulldog. Anyway, like she was awesome. And then we started having kids and she get, would get like super protective when I wasn't home. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd, like I started growling at people. If I wasn't around, like she attacked like the FedEx lady one day. I wasn't home. And yeah. my sister-in-law was in town. She growled at me kids. the first time I ever met her. Yeah. So and like, and that was just me, you, Mike, and Ryan. Right. Oh yeah. See, so I think once I started ki having kids, she got a little squirrely. But like, one time my sister-in-law was in town, and 
she had her two kids there. The FedEx lady came and rang the doorbell, and my my nephew just ran and opened the door. You know yep. what I mean? Somebody rang the doorbell. Yep. He was like three. Yep. And the dog fired out after the FedEx lady. Didn't he go after? Did she go after Another a solar kid. person too? Yeah. So then it was like, <laughs> well, they kind of well, need to be gone after unless you've called them. Yeah, the solar. No, yeah. that guy was installing my solar. Yeah, oh yeah. See, uh, okay. the as landscaper long as he was a who ended up being a, or no, no, the pool guy who ended up being a creep anyway. She would go bananas. Oh. It was always usually when I wasn't home. So anyway, long story short, um. She went after somebody, a FedEx lady, or whatever. It's like we gotta, like that's enough. Now yeah. that like my kids are able to open doors, and this is not. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's knows. a lawsuit trouble for everybody. So she it's not, didn't not love the dog. It was just time, like yeah. we couldn't. It was a liability. Anyway, so we ended up finding somebody in the neighborhood over that would take her. Awesome. Yeah. Two like retired people. They had three dogs already, I think, and I think they were hoping that one of their sons had a bulldog that the other one would take. Oh, okay. Her. Yep. But she was nine, or like almost eight, almost yeah. nine when we had to give her up. So anyway, we gave it, the, like they work from home, they love her to death, awesome. Last night, Jamie gets a text like, hey, like still responds to text yeah. messages. It's like, hey, uh, like Gorda's starting to, she's starting to lose it. This was last night? Last night. She's oh. starting to, like so over the last couple of months, she started getting really confused, middle of the night, blah, blah, blah. Oh. So, uh, so anyway, she's. Originally, they were like, yeah, whenever you want to see her, it's fine. But then we decided it would probably be super confusing for Gorda. Right, yeah. That, you know, like, oh, we'll come meet you at the park. And then she'll be like, why aren't you taking me home? You know right, I mean? so yep. Better them. Yeah, that's, that's her family now at that point. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so the lady texts my wife and is like, hey, we're getting, it looks like we're getting to the end. She's starting to get a little yeah. slip or whatever. We, You know, it's been a couple of months now. We're willing. Would you guys like to meet one more time before she? Yeah. Goes? And it's like, yeah. So next week we'll be able to nice. see the, the booger one more time. Nice. Because I never got a real goodbye, like, you know. Yeah. It was, like, it was oh, we'll rushed, almost rushed out the door. Well, yeah, we'll that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. And then once we thought about it, fuck. So we'll, we'll absolutely, you have to. Jesus Christ! This fucking episode, one episode fifty-one. Oh, no. Welcome to the Jingweeds. <laughs> we are gonna start out. With a tear. What did Jim Valvano say fucking at the end of it? And, you know, do three things in your life. And one of them is, you know, laugh or be moved to tears. I know is one of them. Uh, give somebody a hug. And I forget the third one, but the other one is uh, move to tears, whether yeah. it's happy or sad or whatever yeah, it right. is. And yeah, it's a mix right now, man. It fucking blows, but he's happier. Yeah. So I don't know. I, uh, the wife says no more. She's got all these fucking ideas about animals around here. Just trying to not say dog. Yeah, right. So uh, I think the fish are going to be shipped next week with the chicken coops coming in a month and a half. The fucking goat pen should be showing Dude, up here. you got a good spot for tortoises, my man. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've been told, too. When I first uh, moved here, the dude I lived in this dude's pool house. And he had three desert tortoises. They were fucking awesome. Yeah. I've heard that that there. Like, Whoa! What's up with the? T- they're it was they're just like stomping around. Yeah. Massive turtles. He's yeah. Like that one's eighty. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, there's a guy that lives behind number four green at uh, the canyon, and he's got two of them. And they're badass. He man. said he hadn't seen the second one. One day I was talking to him about his lawn and everything, and I was like, "Oh!" Sh-. And he goes, "Oh, there she is!" And he looks over there. He's like, "Yeah, she finally showed up. Like fucking after like not being around for like two years." What? Yeah. And I was like, how long have you had it? He's like, oh, shit. 
He's like, well, me and the wife were married, and, you know, the kids were real little. His kids are fucking high school or older now. So, yeah, he's, like, gone for, like, two years. She had showed up, like, a couple weeks ago again. No yeah. shit. So who knows well, where this, she went? The only problem with the dude's house is they he gets, like, 100 babies a year. Oh, really? The thing, like, goes off and, like, buries, and he can't find it. And then yeah. next thing you know, it's, like, fucking these little babies everywhere. That's crazy. Speaking of them, so Leah's aunt that's in town, she lives on Kauai. And uh, one of the more popular touristy beaches and whatever, she said it's crazy, like almost zero cases. You know, when they open things back up, uh, some stuff started coming into Maui and the other islands. But Kauai was no more, no travelers or whatever. Only people that could live there could get out and whatever. So they had very little to zero cases. But she said uh, in Poipu, they just had hundreds and hundreds probably thousand turtles coming up to the beach because no one was around no just shit. fucking laying out yeah Dude, she said it's crazy, crazy a bunch of shit like birds that they have never been seen in years or fl- yeah. like wasn't in like uh venice yeah well right? yeah the, the canals up. right cleared like up fish. in like fucking a week yeah i was gonna say that early but in my head i'm like it couldn't have cleared up that fast but it was unreal that you could see to the bottom because yeah. the stirring up of the shit yeah you know so that's wild i mean nature just fixes itself look what they did they introduced i could be wrong on this number which i'm sure i am but it's in the single digits or it's under 20 they reintroduced the gray wolf to fucking yellowstone and in like six years it completely had gone flipped like crazy the shit that was shown back up and it might not even be six years it might be six months it's worth watching like a documentary because it's fascinating it was like this bird wasn't coming back because the deer population was booming and then these trees weren't growing up to yeah. like only two feet because the deer were like eating them down. So yeah. then the bird weren't coming back to nest. And there was like this fucking domino effect of shit. Yeah. And happened. the beaver would de- were damming up everything. Yeah. So the rivers were all fucked up. So fish couldn't come back or if populations of fish were way down. Insane. They Damn throw in it, fucking yeah. the wolf, the baddest motherfucker out there. Yeah. And best team player. There yeah, is in fucking the, the wildlife it's game. crazy. And within crazy time, I said six years, I guarantee you it's closer to six months. It started completely changing. It was crazy, yeah. And now now they have shit roaming around there that never did or hadn't for fucking yeah. 100 years right, or whatever right. it was. It's the balance. It's crazy how it happens. You know, it's insane. if There's certain always- things, you know, and we had talked about this whole like, thought of like the commercial fishing thing and just the numbers that were going through on that podcast that they did like what it started at how bad it really got and then they put regulations on it so regardless it shows like okay we're efforting for conspiracy? the balance yeah did you listen to the dog walk of the right, commercial yeah. fisherman yeah. he's like yeah even when uh, they were talking about the dog walk originally the sea conspiracy one they were like, you know, there's two sides of the story, but they don't really show the United States. And then the dude from Florida, the fisherman, is like, no, no, you get X number. And it's based on all these yeah. actual numbers of nesting. And, you know. Yeah. And yes, are they probably not reporting correctly and all that? I get it. But there's an effort. But right. other countries, it's just, which I understand. I mean, some of these countries is they're just wheeling out in a dinghy and they're fucking chucking a net out in the water and right. hoping whatever comes in, we're fucking having. What I appreciate about that guy is he seemed to give a fuck about the the environment. Right. Too. Almost like, I feel like to our job, yes. it's like we run a golf course, but we care. Like yeah. we care about trees. We care about the turf. We care about lake health. We care about wildlife. Like, yeah. 
which all it's resorts like, I back. I just need to mow all this down and spray a bunch of chemicals and fuck this piece of land because I just need it for golf. No, it's not yeah. like that. Everything's well thought out, typically. Typically, thing, absolutely. You know, yeah, so they don't give a fuck, but... You yeah, know. the ones that give the bad rap to the yeah. whole name because yeah. they got caught doing something and somebody, you know, reported them, right. which rightfully so, they should report the person that's doing yeah. something wrong. One, I had just gotten my spray license. I think I told this story in one of the earliest podcasts. I had just got my spray license driving down to go get my car registered on my day off. I'm wheeling down in Chandler. And we had talked about in like the classes and stuff and me learning it all and working at the golf courses, some of the shady shit that goes on, Yeah, you know, in you know, stories guys have heard of what this brand. I swear I got the license on Monday and it was a Friday and I cruised by these guys at the opening of an HOA and I just smelled tons of diesel gas. And I'm like, whoa, this is on Ray Road. Jailer, pretty busy. I spin the truck around. I go right by these six dudes doing a landscape area out in front. And the guy has a backpack full of diesel fuel. And that's how he's getting rid of weeds. You're kidding me. <laughs> yeah. So that guy, I mean, the stigma that, that right. it cr- just snowballs right. into that every landscaper just pours gas on shit. Right. But I guess lumped in the assumption that we don't give a shit or, or fishermen don't care about the, the oceans. And those yeah. probably like fishermen will probably care more. It's like yeah. we got to protect and conserve this. It's like. Just like the water. And this is coming from some lawyer, typically, that is fighting the fight, trying to hose somebody out of their money, doing dirty shit Yeah, who has no idea. Exactly. But he's being a scumbag, just Just like like they're pointing the finger at us. I don't want to know if I should even get into that. But like this dude in California who sells Suze Monsanto, saying he's got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma or whatever, because I don't even remember. Was he a landscaper? I forget what it was. I, I think all the stories where he just... Thought he got it from wine grapes to. It's like, how do you trade? And it was just one, all it takes is one lawyer, and now the lawyer is yeah. a scientist. Now you don't yeah. worry about these numbers. Yeah. Don't worry about the facts. Now the lawyer is a scientist. Now this is Jimmy got a freaking cancer from glyphosate. Yeah, dude. And now you can stay up until two in the morning and call a phone number if you think you got scratchy balls from fucking glyphosate. Well, it's just it's ambulance chasers. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, and that leads back to you know what we had going on this week is the ADWR meeting. This is yes, so exactly uh, I had announced last week that everybody get on and our show must be bigger than what we think, Dan, because we're hoping for a couple hundred, 200 yeah. people on this meeting. I think the highest I saw was 487 or 89 people on our yeah, side of the industry called into this meeting with ADWR talking about the fifth management plan, where basically in a nutshell, they're going to take our water. They're, they're going to do whatever they they're, want. Yeah, doing what they want without the facts and the data that we have handed them. They're done listening. Uh, I think it was somewhere around 20 to 25 years. They had to write the first four management plans. And now in less than five, they have to shove number five up our ass because the state law says that we they have to get to X amount of number. And we're not denying at all yes. that Arizona has a fucking major Major water problem. Absolutely. Major water Absolutely. problem. Absolutely. Um, we use as a golf course industry is 1.9% of all the groundwater used in air, in the state of Arizona. 1.9%. What yeah, is Aggies? Yeah. We are fighting for our lives at this point. Correct. You know, um, and if you don't think you are as a golf course superintendent or an owner or a GM, uh, 
keep your eyes peeled because here comes another meeting. We just had it on the 28th. Uh, it was a hour and a half long is what the time limit was supposed to be. Uh, we were hoping for, I think, on the day before, we kind of had a little, hey, a little powwow of how we wanted to attack this as an organization. And there was 90 people on that or so, I think, that came on. And over the next day, that day, you know, emails went out like, get on here, be part of this, mm -hmm. listen to it, learn it. You can walk away later if it doesn't, you don't think it applies to you. But today, we need you. And since Tuesday or Wednesday, sorry. I've talked to probably 10 or so guys and every one of them say they're kind of excited about the movement. They're excited about the rallyness that we always talk about as Cactus and Pine. We can't get 40 people to go to a fucking right. seminar. Right. But you start showing that your your job and your livelihood could possibly on, be on the line by 2025 when this fifth management plan has to kick in. Uh yeah, rallied a lot, a lot of people. And ADWR held this meeting, and I think they planned to talk for an hour and 15 minutes of that because they were afraid. And I would Especially say that as they like, sat there and watched those participant numbers go yes. up, I think the game plan was changing in that room of how sweating. they were going to attack this. Uh, we had the ability to write in questions. There were some awesome ones. They buzzed right by those. Oh, yeah, let's stop and take the question. The one it would pick a one out of like nine really good yeah. ones to be like, oh, this is an easy one. Yes. Um, so that kind of goes with what I wanted to say is there is a questionnaire, and if you guys were on that thing, and there's a questionnaire at the bottom of it, they want you to answer that thing. We absolutely, ooh, yes, how's yes. it going? Absolutely want you to answer something. At this time, do not go on there and answer that question, those questions. That is, it's you get pigeonholed kind of into answering for them. Which meeting did you like better, April or February? So you get to click on one of those. Yeah, all that the number next goes, is, oh, they liked this one. It's yeah. not like this one sucked and we fucked up. Yeah. It was like, oh, they just like this one. Right. And then <laughs> it was, you know, why did you like that one over the other one? Well, okay, that doesn't really do yeah. anything. What does and this then, do? The next, I forget even what it was. So please don't go answer that. Uh, Cactus and Pine and the uh, Alliance of Golf for Arizona. And we are, uh, are going to go uh, write something up or try to figure out a forum that we can all answer on. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. I'm sure we're going to get a list of people that I'm going to, you know, I'm on the board. So I'm part of the calling people. I get Dan on my list. And then when we on Fridays, I tell him, hey do this and he says okay <laughs> so that works for him and his assistants but everybody else keep an eye out for that and keep an eye out for an upcoming meeting because we basically told them we are having another meeting we need to and with that i unless you have something else dan to kind of fill in about how you feel on this whole thing i think we are we're pushing we're going to get somebody on here that knows that's in it yes deep she is neck deep into this whole deal uh i think and we're it's gonna better, get her yeah. on there and she will tell us exactly what's going on right. um because i i'm not gonna lie to you i sat there half the time like spinning in my chair you know and almost like checking out for a minute because i couldn't believe some of the comments that were coming back after some of the questions right. or the or the blatant lies of, of jumping over the question so hey 
I think that just showed that we have a pretty good organization where I've been bashing on a lot of people. I guess you don't like to play golf, but you do like to care about your job. So I'm not going to light you up on that, but hey. <laughs> and if anybody not in Arizona that's listening that wants to just jump on the next conference call with yep. us, and we're going to have a couple of Yep, you can go right to ADWR's yeah. website, and it'll show when it's going to be on or, there. Or send us an email. We'll send you the link to the next meeting. Absolutely. And just Sign on. And just be on it. Uh, you guys, you know, especially in the states of the Nevadas, the Californias, yep. the New Mexicos, Colorados, you know, those places are, I mean, anywhere where it doesn't rain. Texas, yep. areas there. You guys, We're all Utah. fucked. We're fucked. Our game is, I saw something. So Tuesday night as well, the um, Alliance held a little meeting and Governor Ducey showed up to it. And I saw a tweet put out. I think Andrew put it out from Blackstone. Just a picture of Ducey. And it was at Doug Ducey. And it was like, you know, here's look at the power and numbers of the Golf Alliance. And, you know, we're pumping our wheels. And it was like, I don't know, 50-something comments at the end of it. And it was just bashing him in the white bigot golf game. You know, just people just jumping on Ducey. Had no care. That we're out here fighting for the water here in the state that's going to turn your faucet on and flush your shit down your toilet. Yeah. Uh, and probably water the golf course that you pieces of right. shit play on. You know, some of you have to. I mean, it's a percentage game, so some of you are playing. Uh, but it was really funny how they just jumped on him. That's what. That's the beauty of Twitter. Just oh. type and sh- and jump off. And sometimes no one knows so who brutal. You, oh, I know. It, turn, it turns so political on something that doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Dude, there was a wildfire. We had a lot of wildfires last summer. I get on Twitter just because my old assistant said it's like it was affecting his mom. There was a structure that burned in Cave Creek. And he was right. worried that it was his mom. Might have been his yep. mom's house because it was right in that area. Yep. So I just jumped on Twitter. It was a Donald Trump versus Joe Biden <laughs> fest. There's. Antifa's everywhere lighting fires. And I was like, oh what the fuck God. is going on? That's Cave Creek, though. No, I know, but it was like, what is going I on? Know. All I wanted to know is if my old assistant's <laughs> mom's house burned down. Right. Quick Twitter search, and it is Cave Creek wildfire, and it is just straight political agenda. It is insane. That's so fucked up. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was good to see that it was, you know. No, Shout out to everybody that jumped on. Get your assistants to jump on next time. I had both of mine on. Yep. Uh, I, they uh, listened for a little bit, and you know, but and they just, you know, we, the yeah, first day I turned it on and I had to go back to work. I just want to, just the number to say yeah. four ninety. Yeah. Five hundred. It's like I think we, I think they were sweating. They I think be like oh, there'd be twenty people and nobody gives a shit. It's just golf. And then the questions when they did start coming in, I definitely think there was a backpedal, and maybe it's just me being biased towards it. Is these fucking hillbillies are smart motherfuckers, and we're up yeah. for they got to fight now. You know, it's, it's just, like it's William like, I, Wallace and the boys fucking coming. It's, it's this thing. It's like we need to do better because the state is running out of water mm-hmm. for sure, a hundred percent. But this blanket, everybody needs to re- reduce by this number. Period. It's like well. Like this happened when I was in California. It was just twenty five percent of your water. You need to stop. You know. You know. You reduce use by twenty five percent. You're going to be uh, penalized or yeah. whatever. And it's like, well, what if last year I took off all my turf and converted that to landscape, but my neighbors got two acres of grass? Right. Why do I have to now reduce my water just for my landscape plants that I I did the right thing a year late or right. a year yep. early, and me, my knucklehead neighbors able to use all that? You know what I mean? This blanket. You just got to reduce. 
and that's it. Yeah, it's and just, that's it's it. Not, it's not feasible. You need it. How about all the golf courses that took out 15, 20 acres, try to reduce here. And now, if it's not based on those prior year numbers, it's right. like you haven't done anything. Yep. We're, there's, we're going to start talking about turf reduction. Where, if this hits, or we're going to take out turf. Yeah. And part of the issue is, in my eyes, you know, I know of a golf course, wink, wink, um, that they don't have the right numbers, yet it's been reported exactly how it's supposed to be reported for fucking years. And they're basing it off of numbers that they got who knows when. Right. Who knows when. There's a place that has fucking a handful of golf course. I talked about it. They couldn't get my 5-5 five, five number. Yeah. Correct. I'm pumping out of a fucking well, and there's a 5-5 five, five number that goes with your well. So I'm pumping out of it, and I'm doing the reports correctly, and I'm making sure, because the people before me had no idea what they were reporting. Right. So, and I want to know, you know, because one, I'm a psycho and need to know everything that I'm fucking doing, but the other is the reason that I feel I'm not going to be out here pumping water and wasting money. Now, I have a well. Water is, full disclosure, cheap as shit. Yeah. It cost me $1,800 for the actual drops of water last year. Sorry, the year before. This year, with all those temperatures, I think it bumped up to $2,100 for all my water. Now, to power it and pump know. it out of the ground, exactly, for dog shit water. I get good water, okay? You don't want to know what I spend on the shittiest water you can make. Right. So, I've been... No. How much? I, can, I don't know. I can't. I'm not going to say. Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And it's Hundreds dog of thousands shit of water. Shit water. And Literally you're doing... Dog shit. You're doing everybody a favor by pumping your reclaimed right. water right onto the ground to you're the nice enough guy you're gonna say you know what for the good of the environment you can we'll kill my grass yes. you can kill my grass you can transition my turf <laughs> yeah you can transition my turf and i will be the filter for mother nature yep till it reaches back down into the aquifers mm -hmm. and it's clean cleaner than you could ever produce it out of the fucking ground yep. so Kudos to me. So what do I get? Now you got to use less of that. You got to do less for me, because one drop of groundwater, you use groundwater. Yep. And I know, and not. It seems like a lot, but not. A, I think like seventeen percent of my water is effluent. Yeah. Because when when I when I'm pumping in the summer, right. my members you, are gone. They're yeah. not flushing toilets. Yep. So all that water is coming in, but still, it's like, I don't know, man. This blanket fucking you, you, you got to stop using this much. It's like, what the fuck are you basing yeah. that on? A guess, a coin flip. Yeah. You know, um, numbers that we gave them and then they twisted them because the math didn't work out right on their fucking little yeah. calculator. We can talk about it more next Yeah. Week. I mean, I think it's going to be a hot topic. So if you're fans of the show and listen to every episode, I guarantee you this topic continues to come up the more we dig into it. Uh, the more that gets exposed, yep. uh, the more we get a person on here that is neck deep in this shit all yep. the time. Um, but just a reminder, we'll get if you're it in all Arizona explained. superintendent, there's a phone number. You get your guys, on, if you crew, get any, any phone number in your office on, get yep. your GMs on, get your head pros on. And you don't, they don't even have to listen. Just Correct. get a number on there for the next meeting. Yeah. And uh, because if we go from 490 to 1,490, then then they're gonna really start so we got to put the heat back on right uh there's ways that you can get I'll, i don't really care i'll tell you a trick or my trick 
put on your computer and call in on your phone. There's two people right there. Yep. I'm telling you, the more they look at this, uh, and the more involved you are, I think it's gonna it's gonna blow your fucking mind how they are. Eh. Golf. And we ask, so we did the economic impact study. One point nine percent of the water came out of that. Three point nine billion dollars a year the golf industry provides to the state of Arizona. Right. Just TPC, I don't know the number, what it is, but what just that brings in in revenue to the state. Um, I mean, it just goes on the jobs. The you know, what, you know what I think about when I was thinking about that meeting too is those golf courses that were built after they said, "All right, you can't build a golf course over what ninety acres." Right. I wasn't yep. here, so they they built those to standard. It's almost like they you were better off building one hundred twenty acres and assuming that the you know. Yep. Like, that we're this only was going to come. Yeah, yeah, because now we have that acreage of turf. Yeah, and that's what By the doing the right team, of. you're getting fucking bent over again. Yeah. It's the same thing. I mean, our place, we did it. We yeah. reduced all the turf way too early. Um, yeah, and, and you can sit there and report all these things. I'm going to go back to that fucking part of their problem is the 5-5 five, five number I find out isn't even the well that I'm actually pumping out of. So I call them, and I'm like, hey, man, so we're looking to put in a well. I pulled up your map that shows all the 5-5 five, five numbers. I matched up the number that somebody before me has been reporting. So I kind of just went off of that because right. you'd think that mm-hmm. everybody had their ducks in a row. And I find out that that well they tried to find water in and didn't find anything. So it still gets a 5-5 five, five number, that location. They wanted to charge me 250 bucks to change the number. I said, no. Oh. I said, it's been working fine. This whole reporting thing, apparently, to you has been working fine because the check fucking clears every goddamn year, right? That I don't even need to look at it. Uh, So I'm like, no. So I still, every year, scratch out the 5-5 number they have, write it in on the bottom, and then now I have a second well, which this year was the first year that I had to report on it. They at least have that number right and the location right. Uh, But that's also part of the issue. And I think a lot of guys for years... You know, back in the day, you know, when a government entity comes looking at you and asking for things, people tend to, I think it's human nature to be a little bit of standoffish. You know, cop comes to your door, they're like, hey, give me your license. You're like, wait a second. You didn't find out that there's a fucking murder next door yet. Somebody just wants your shit and you're like, "Uh, hold on here. For what? What's going to get me? So I think a lot of guys kind of were afraid of that and they maybe have falsely reported numbers for years, but that was back, I believe, way back, uh, at least nine years ago, because 10 years ago, they were falsely reporting at my place, and not even close. Uh, one year, it was 600 and something acre feet of water, and the next year, it was 26 acre feet of water. <laughs> there were no questions asked. Yeah. I mean, that's not even fucking close. Well, just give me my check. Yeah. Yeah. As long as that thing clears, we're good. Mm-hmm. And... I will say they're probably underfunded, you know, and they don't have the people to go running around. But my point, I'm going to go off on this, is then don't come at me with false numbers. Because stand there and wave the flag and be like, hey, man, we're kind of looking for you guys to prove, to give us the numbers we need, which we're doing, um, because we're not sure we're understaffed and whatever. Not just, here's the number, it sounds good. Or here's the number we gave them, and they just shaved my argument would be if you're gonna put this thing in then be staffed Mm -hmm. to manage it 
Yeah. If you're going to put in a policy or put in a regulation, then, then make sure you have the staff to police that. Otherwise, it's a wash. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the days of when we put in the new water treatment plant right next to TPC, you know, and it was, it was a battle between all those golf courses up the Pima corridor, which is all your high end, you know, anybody that's been out here, it's the ones you haven't played because you can't get onto them. Right. You know, you came out here for golf and you got stuck playing the, the desert canyons of the world. You didn't get to play the desert highlands and desert mountains. Uh, so, Estancia, yeah, Estancia, uh, Whisper Rock, ever hear Mirabel, of it? Yeah, Whisper Rock, <laughs> yeah. Pinnacle Peak, Pinnacle Peak, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Terra Vida. They all, you know, they all stink, but but they're I've played game. almost all of them. So, <laughs> but anyways, uh, so the state, hey, we need better water. We need better water. There was a thought that TPC was getting better water. Uh, if you stand inside the wastewater treatment plant and look north, the corridor is up north. Due west is TPC, and there's another pipe that runs out there. We were, I was a, maybe just started as a second assistant at Highlands. Phil said, jump in the truck, we're going to a meeting. And I end up going down to this wastewater treatment plant, and we're going to take a look and tour the whole facility and watch where the water does. We are standing at the end result, and I'm not, I mean, I'm kind of making fun of them, but not really making fun of them. So I'm making fun of them. <laughs> like Cletus at the end of the line at this wastewater treatment plant, they want to prove that this water is fucking clean and they get the slack jawed yokel to fucking take a sip of this shit. No fucking way. And I swear to God, it was, it was Cletus from the Simpsons that was fucking drinking out of the tap. No way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No. That took a sip. Right. In In your face. Yeah. yeah, Right there. Yeah. (laughs) And Phil was also out of his neck. And he's straddling, like, the area where we see this other pipe, and it's heading, and if you turn around and look, it's heading right to TPC. And it was like, hey, where's this one going? <laughs> and no answers. Just didn't want to answer it. So uh, they battled. This guy taking sips. Yeah. <laughs> this, what is he? I, I mean, swear to God, he was like. He's got a goiter no, with his own heartbeat on he his neck. He looked like, you know, go I'll Google Cletus from The Simpsons, and he was borderline him with a fucking like when I drove to Louisiana one time, and like it's all elevated highways, and you just look out, and it's this literal shack with an airboat, and there, you know, there's no driveway; it's a dock. Right. I imagine that guy living there. <laughs> yes. Like Deliverance. Yep. All right, hold the show, Dan, for a minute. I gotta go back into the cooler. So you carry. Oh, so. Anyways, we uh. Go down there. No, I listen. I'm a multitasker. Everybody does this shit. Nothing new. I'm not special. Uh, So we, uh, Scottsdale is going to get into this fight about this water treatment plant. And the golf courses kind of do their own independent study, economic style. And they go down there and all the big guys from all the courses are going to go down and meet with them. And they pull out this pamphlet and they said, hey, golf has no impact on the state of Arizona, you know, as far as economically. And they pull out this pamphlet, you know, this little manila folder, and they throw it out there. They <laughs> flip through sheet. it, and it's just like, okay. In well, Cosmic the whole Sands. Time, all those golf courses have gotten together and put together their own study. And this thing was a three-ring binder, fucking three inches thick. And they're like, oh, really? Is that what you found? And it was like, yeah, that's what we found. Golf means nothing. So you guys, if you want better water, you all have to pay for this. And they were like, oh, that's weird because this is what we found. And it was like, oh, 
Okay. Yeah. Now, I understand that the city of Scottsdale is it's split between two different different dem- demographics. South Scottsdale should not be paying for these people up here. So it was an X amount of dollars at each golf course that had 18 holes. So the Desert Highlands paid one lotment. Desert Mountain at the time had six golf courses, which they now have seven, paid whatever that allotment number was times six. Whisper Rock was times two, yeah. you know, and it went fairly down there. Then it was up a bunch. And then the city brought in the rest. So time goes by. Um, they had, uh, we had figured that our lake had flipped enough times that we would get a good water sample out of it and everything. So we go to this irrigation head, pull a sample, send it in, we get it back. It's like, holy shit, you know, these numbers are, this water's pretty goddamn clean. Uh, Phil had been asking TPC for their water uh, data for years. And it was like, no, no, sorry, can't give it to you. Knowing that, hey, man, we kind of have a little deal here. Yeah. Wink, wink. I can't give up my shit, you know. Yeah, right. And I un- and listen, I totally I understand that. Yeah, and I, I totally understand why the state or the town would want that. Is they got to premiere that thing that makes a fucking ton yeah. of money, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, time goes <laughs> by and the phone rings the other direction. TPC calls Phil. Hey, can I see those water numbers? Yeah, sure. Throws it over there. He goes, Jesus Christ, this is better than the water I used to get. <laughs> <laughs> like you motherfuckers. So back hey, to the point is they know everybody understands the impact, the economic impact of golf here in Arizona. And I'm could sure you imagine the waste, like in a the waste management if they got the salt water that I get? Oh, it would be. Unre- I mean, well, they would then spend the money, which they already do on the yeah. Plex and the no, right, you know, right. everything else. But yeah, it would be totally different. I mean, it's. We know it's painted. It's TV golf, you know. So yeah, but it's still. I mean, it's tits. It's mm-hmm. good. It's good. Yeah, I played like, it the day after. It's tits, and there's a ton of grass. But you know, when the PGA Tour helps pay for, well, there's always an allotment for like sod. You know, there's an event, Absolutely. there's a sod thing. Then we'll do this, we'll do that. That thing rakes. And then a ton of interns, and yeah. you know, the army of people. Which today's episode is brought to you by Par West Turf Services. Visit parwest.com for your golf course and home course needs from the golf cart inter-exit signs to the Parwest premium driving range poles. Be sure to check out the 2021 catalog in the app for all the up-to-date products. Parwest Turf Services. Use promo code JINGWEEDS for free shipping on orders over $250. Hey, I was pumped. Pumped my new employee, right? Yeah. Kind of, hey, we got one. This one was a roofer. He's a yeah. worker. He's fucking, he's a no longer working in Desert Canyon. Ten Good. days, missed four, uh, well, missed three, and we actually did hear maybe something that we've never heard. He was talking up a storm, and me and Javier were like, hey, listen, both of us two have listened. We've heard it all, so no excuses. Yeah. Everybody, Javier looked right at me. He's like, hey, the mouth can say all it wants. We'll find out if you're a good worker or not. Yeah. He said that the day I was interviewing him. And started off great and slowly the first so he started on Mon- so, so he started on friday bang up job saturday pretty good sunday he's already learning how to change cups because doing bunkers and water and ice which is easy done and every one of them's raked perfect sunday i was down staff had to bring in somebody else uh from the other crew and he showed him how to change cups and i had told him hey let's just 
rush through and kind of spot rake the bunkers because I want you learning more of this because yeah, we're right. going to get after this on Monday. You're going to go with Javier, and that's all you're going to do is just course setup. So uh, he does that, and in his head, it registered, oh, we only have to do them part-time all the time, right? Monday, oh. lost the key fob in his car. Couldn't make it Monday. Uh, was in tons of contact. So, you know, Javier's like, hey, what the fuck? And I was like, I know, but he's been, he's called and left a message like four times. Started at nine o'clock the night before. So, okay, whether he lost it or not, and I did discuss this with Javier, he could have lost the key fob or not, been bullshitting me, but he went through enough work to start calling at nine o'clock. I got to give him credit. Probably called four or five times. Called it 11 Remind me to tell you a story about this neighbor I had one time. Nice. So anyways, come Tuesday, shows up, uh, does the bunkers, half ass. Kind of pissed that he's not doing cups. Oh, no, sorry. I did send him with Javier that day. He did do cups. Not Wasn't okay. he all fired up? Like, yes, I get to do course setup. Yeah, he was, he was pumped. Wednesday, doesn't show up. Thursday shows up. Friday shows up. Now is bent that we're not giving him, we're not leading him on. Well, what the fuck, dude? You didn't show up. And when we did have you do the bunkers, you stopped doing them really good. You did them Sunday cheap style. Yeah. And you think that's the MO. Uh, So we played golf with Andy on Friday. So I had left early. And while we were golfing, Javier texted me, hey, I'm sending this. I'm just letting you know that this ain't working out right. I'm sending him back. Well, I had the weekend off. Javier says to him, well, he comes up to him, he says, the employee says, hey, can I work on Saturday because of the day I missed on Monday with my key shit? He's like, you sure you're going to show up? Yep, I'm going to show up. Javier told me he never even put his, a job up on the board. He was like, bullshit, this dude show- yeah, right. never showed up, right? And come Monday, uh, I think he showed up then. I forget. Tuesday, one of the days we sent him home right away because he didn't, you know, oh, sorry, he came late on Monday and brought a friend, showed up late and brought a friend to, uh, like, introduce him to me. I was like, no, man, you know, not interested. We got to get your ass to work first. Yeah. Uh, Well, but he didn't even wait around the shop to meet me. But in my head, I'm like, no, this is not happening because I don't need two of these dudes around. Uh Came in, missed Wednesday, came in, no, came, missed Tuesday, came in Thursday this week. Um, and I said, here's how this is going to go. Are we, are we working or not? I said, one more time, you can just leave, don't even come this back. This is a perfect example where we're and, at with staff, by the way. And Wednesday. Way. Five years ago, that Wednesday guy was, was done. Wednesday was his last day. So Wednesday, we had a meeting at the end of the day. And it was about our health insurance because all the guys had to sign the waiver or did they want it or not because we've just brought it on had to be done uh by the 28th and he's outside pacing in the yard and it's just like if i was a new employee i'd at least come in and this is literally how my head works i would think hey maybe they're having a meeting without me on purpose fuck it i'm gonna go bombard this thing and see if i can catch one of them talking shit about me and walk in and we weren't talking shit about him. We were looking out the window like, is he coming or not? Well, did you tell him about the meeting? Dude, everybody walked into the shop and no one has come out for 10 minutes. Something's going on in there and you're pacing back and forth. And we can see you through the window. So something's going on. Join us or not. The true story is told. Out he goes. And never came back. Never came back. Called, had not nothing. Yep. 
So 15 bucks an hour to rake bunkers, change ice, water and ice, and fill divots for $15 an hour. I am not up your ass we got a guy. about anything. We hired a guy this week. Supposed to start Tuesday, no show. Wednesday late. Thursday calls. Uh, I'm stuck in traffic. 430. <laughs> <laughs> this is this week? Yeah. Yes. 430 a.m. Stuck in traffic. No. He shows up. Like, just go home. No, it was like, dude, just go home. That so today showed up on time. But again, it's like, fuck, man. The story's told. Like, I can't. There's a little leeway. If it was his first day and he showed up late and you've been working as a, I don't know, a bartender. Right. It's like, oh, shit. My life's got to change. From, no, not ex, no excuse for 4 a.m., but, you know, being late your first day. But it's kind of the industry we're in. I mean, I think it's right. safe to yep. say some of the dudes are a little rough around the edges. And, <laughs> oh, you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. We're for paying sure. yep. minimum wage. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, maybe this dude is just has been on his couch just getting blazed all the time. And and the alarm going off at 4 a.m. didn't work today. Yeah. So it's like, all right, late. I can see that when you're first starting. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, but I'm still, he showed up today on time, so we're going to wing it. Yeah. But it's again, it's like, man, I, what am I going to do? I don't know. And it's, uh, have you looked at all on Cactus and Pine's job board lately? I just see a lot of irrigation techs and assistants up the yin yang, uh, mechanics scary, up the yin yang. My mechanic, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. He is, he's the nicest mechanic I've ever met. That's clutch. The nicest. It's um, I give my wife a lot of shit. Uh, she's a huge please and thank you. I'm a please and thank you when I'm in general public. I'm at a restaurant. I'm whatever. But I'm not around the house. Yeah. Like, hey, can you grab me that? And she, please? And it's like, okay, please. Okay. You know, what, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? Am I seven? You yeah. know? Um, but he says thank you more than I've ever heard anybody. Just on general. Okay. If I explain. Okay. Thank you. Uh, super on top of shit. The guys really like him. Huge. And I told him that right away when I met him. So uh, for, who, for you who lost him and I gained him, awesome. But we're still down. But you know what? We're going into the summer. We can start getting away with the rake and bunkers. Construction starts on Monday, the full bore. Today was our last tournament, um, and it may be the last outside event held at Desert Canyon. Um, <laughs> so it's a construction company that's in town that allegedly raises money, and I'm going to say allegedly raises money for the sports in Fountain Hills. And... Uh, they didn't. They never have a clue what's going on. They bring out these big giant front end loaders, like the big, like the ones that they use at the fucking landfills, and they fill the bucket full of ice and beers, and it's just a show of construction workers and vendors uh, that play golf once to two times a year in events like this, uh, six hours. This year we bought. They bought the golf course out, uh, which was. A little bit more of a premium price, but you know what? There was no rush out the door. There was no rush in the door. Um, they wanted, on number 16, I mean, all my greens are really small. They probably average 27 to 3,000 square feet at best. Um, they wanted a, so I get the text message, hey, these guys want the circle out on 16 tomorrow. Okay, no problem. And then later I hear, it's got to be a 25-foot circle. 
I'm like 25 foot circle. I was like, that's the whole fuck, you know, just, I'm like, that's whole green. And I was like, no, they're going to get what I made. And Lori, who does the tournament stuff for us, she says, and she looks right at me. She's like, no, she's like, she is very adamant about a 25 foot circle. I was like, okay, if I can fit a 25 foot circle on there, I will. So me and my worker are out there today and he's got the string held to it. And I just stretch my arms out six foot ish wingspan and one, two, three, four. And I just start unwinding. So now he's holding in there. We got a spot. I say, Hey, just hold that against the flag. I'm going to spin around. And as I get closer to the edge, I'm just unwinding the string a little bit more to get it as close to the edge as I can. The fucking circle had to be 35, 36 feet in <laughs> diameter. I was like, fuck you people. Like you, I, no joke. What do you use for painting circles? How on do the, you mark a circle for a closest to the pin? Or do you ever do anything like that for any of your stuff? I think just on the putting green we've done yeah that i edit uh indian wells we had a couple i think we did tournament paint okay tournament paint. uh i use baby powder baby powder yeah yeah, yeah. we've Jip. done that so we do that now last we, weekend, here we do it on the putting green with baby powder last weekend we did it and we had a regular tournament that used like an eight foot circle like that's like a decent shot yeah you know instead of just chucking on the green we were out there and we were laughing about it. I wanted to go from the front to the back because it's a long, narrow green. I wanted to go front to the back, put the cup directly in the middle, and then draw the fucking circle around so it would just go like through the bunkers and shit. <laughs> and the edges of it would just touch the front and then just touch the back of the green and just bounce it through the fucking bunkers and be like, here's your fucking circle, you dicks. Uh, but, you know, they just bitch about everything. Um, no, None of their organizers have any clue about uh you know the rules of golf and how golf works um it just is fucked up years ago i shit like heavily in their hat because i told them no more balloons they would do balloons for uh mulligans and snip them or pop them and i was like no more balloons they're like why no more balloons i was like Dude, so every time you fucking chuck one some dude 17 miles away gets stuck in his fucking tree yeah you know, from your fucking piece of shit tournament or a bird is tied up and, you know, Pete is coming around and then they pop them and the plastic's everywhere and the reel goes through it. I was like, no, it's trash. I was like, you're fucking littering every time you have a dollar mulligan. No, you would be fined $500 driving down the fairway if you fuck or down the freeway if you let a balloon out the fucking window and someone wanted to catch you. So, no, you're not having it. Pissed. Like, beyond pissed. Could not understand why I didn't want to do it. That's, again... No idea of what goes on at the golf course other than I wheel around the clubhouse today and the leader of it all, there's six of them sitting there, but I know who the leader of it all is. I ride by her. It's 7.45 in the morning, and I hear, I don't care. All I want is more alcohol and nicotine and hits the fucking gas and takes off. She's just torn, not even playing, just kind of keeping it in line, being yeah. the circus act. <laughs> more alcohol and more nicotine. I don't think I've ever heard any anybody I know just be like, nicotine you know like i need it it's just they smoke a bud or pack a dip or whatever it is i've never announced like yeah <laughs> nicotine you know getting ripped and drinking beers is one thing but fucking wanting that is a whole nother show so uh anyways construction starts tomorrow uh monday 
Uh, they've been out there. 17, 18 looks really good. Uh, number five is coming along well, the tees. So we stayed out of play. But Monday, sand is getting pulled out of all the bunkers. We're going to use that sand to cap the tees when we level them. You know, we'll cap the tee and then lay sod on top of that. Uh, and then we're just going to go hole by hole and try and bang it out. We're hoping uh, eight weeks to get this all done. Bunkers getting redone. Uh, some new shaping to them. We brought in. Uh, it was up to Jeff from National Turf who's doing all the work. He thought maybe we call in a architect. Let's sign somebody on. Do you have a feeling towards anybody? Uh, yeah, guy brought us to Sagewood and yeah. came on the podcast. Gary Brawley, let's call him up. All right, cool. Let's call him up. He came out. We haven't really worked out a kind of a, a deal with him, you know, because it's kind of late in the game. But Jeff had brought it up, and I thought it as well, but it's really nice to hear from Jeff, who deals with all these superintendents and owners and boards and all this stuff about new work going on. And he knows after all this time, like, you start talking about somebody doing some work in place and spending a couple hundred thousand dollars, you know which ones that are into the changes and yeah. the ones that are like, let's just throw some spackle on it and it'll be fucking fine. He called me and his deal was he's like hey after talking to martin i see the wheels spinning here um i see he sees a change every year like a drastic not a, just a hey we patch this yeah but an improvement that the players can come back year to year and be like ah they did this yeah right so we thought maybe right now is the right time to kind of bring gary along and ask him what his opinions were to make sure the maintenance guy and the other dirt mover know what they're talking about right. you know we're not making the wrong decision that we're going to end up having a fix later um there were some things that he yeah we're moving in the right direction but it was nice to hear his point of view and be like almost like okay yeah we were heading in the right direction but now i see what he sees yeah right you know um there was just some little minor details that i wouldn't have thought of that as soon as he said it as a player i'm like oh yeah I totally get it, but mostly he kept me and my seven guys totally at the top of his decision-making. Yeah, right. Can I do this? Can I mow this? And uh, we then I told him, you know, we're going to be doing the putting green next year. It got moved off of this year, but next year I'm pretty sure that's the next thing. Um, and his eyes lit up because – you know, the Sagewood thing. Yeah, right. That's kind of the movement right now in golf is making these little things like, let's go. And the wheels started turning, and he's like, I'm going to kind of play around with this. My feeling was the return on investment for my joint is can – I've asked plenty of times up in the restaurant. You know, the restaurant is disconnected as far as business-wise and the family from the golf course. So we don't really know really what goes on. I know it's busy. I know they do very well. But who's going and what's going on there? Um, does anybody ever ask, hey, are there lights down there? Can we go putt on that? I've asked that 100 times. No, it hasn't. So I'm worried that doing something extravagant, stringing some lights around it with a bar and a little bit, you know, like a cart person down there, I don't think that's there. But could you do a little trail feet, like build a putting course and you did a trail feet for it? The only problem is you're also going to be playing. If you came there during the day, you'd be playing where people are practicing. I mean, it was in Gary's walking around. He's incorporating the palm trees that are already there. He's like, oh, yeah, we can wrap it around here, lift this here, all this stuff. And I was just like, 
all right. So I walk into the office and I was like, he's like, hey, who's that? Because I posted it on Instagram that Gary was out there. Martin says, hey, who is that guy? And I start telling him, he's like, oh, and I, and I just told him, you know, this just another set of eyes. I said, but I did bring him to the putting green. And by my second trip up there this afternoon, he's already thinking of how can we. So, I mean, things, that's what I like. I don't give a shit if it happens or not. He's super, Martin is super interested in learning on what it takes to get there. Yeah. Give me a number. Holy shit. That's an unbelievable number. We can't do this. Okay. But his interest in knowing what that is. What is the possibility? Where do we need to get to? How do we get there? How do we change the culture around here that that is now incorporated? That's what I want to see. So what Jeff saw that, I mean, I thought he was interested, but Jeff saw something else and it was, all right, let's, so kudos to Martin for, thank you for fucking looking at it as the way I want you to look at it, you yeah. know, be part of this that I, I mean, I was worried about it, you know, a year and a half ago. I was like, oh man, is this the right move? And ever since that first day, yes, and it just gets better and better and better, which makes me and my guys that I care the most about is coming back every day that you're cared for. There's a future here. We're going to continue to grow. So the guys that have been there long enough and they see it, I see it, the growth of that place. And it's fun to be able to do that. Um, you know, yours is starting to at least look over the fence and see, Oh man, that does work. If you do the sanding and everything now, do we have the money to do it? I don't know. Right. But at least it opens their eyes to what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, that they're listening. Yeah. They're listening because they're now seeing something happen. They were afraid to pull the trigger and believe the dirt guy. Yeah. You know, the guy that knows nothing uh, about nothing. <laughs> yeah, so shit. The pictures um, look awesome. I need to come see it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a shit show. Uh, we are not lowering prices, so we're going to try and keep you people away from there. But the golf course is going to be open. We got uh, stuff everywhere, you know, all over the, you know, whatever on the Internet, the tea time sites. Uh, I can't stand the one that everybody goes to, so I'm not mentioning their name. Uh, but in that is stay away from them. Uh, they're hosing you and golf courses over and over and over again. I mean, everybody's got a website. Everybody's got an app. Just fucking click on it. A place that you like to play. If not, fucking Google it. Stop going. The deal is no longer at golf now. Oops, sorry, I said it. It's no longer. Stop using it. Yep. They're hosing people. It was excellent 15 years ago. The deals aren't there. Call golf shops. The deal is better there. Oh, um, for sure. It's purposely done. Uh, the golf course is using it as a marketing thing. They're no longer giving deals away. But they fucking... They want so much out of you. And when we ran the numbers, it was like, wow, 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 wow. What we potentially lose to them is Ugh. hundreds of thousands. I thought it was going to be like a fucking 80 grand. Yeah. It's in the three bits. No shit. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So, anywho, that's off of them. But we're not going to lower the price there. We want you guys to come out, but it's going to be free relief out of the bunkers. Heads up to good Hilario and his guys. You know, they've been on golf courses forever. They know what they're doing. Just like us, you get the people that are fucking waving you. Get out of the way. And I wheel right to the middle of the fairway. Because A, I can see you. 
And two, you don't hit the middle of the fairway. Yeah, Safest right. place to be is the fucking middle of the fairway, 250 yards down the fucking range. Right. There's no one's going to hit it there. I mean, if they do, I'm looking directly at you and can see the ball and fucking wheel away. As soon. Yep. The minute you go around the tree, here comes the fucking low worm burner that catches you in the <laughs> ankle bone and drops you like a fucking sniper got you. <laughs> in the ankle bone. That happened. I fingers, told yeah. you that story. That oh, was yeah. the time I got smoked in high school. <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah, that killed. Uh, anything else? What else you got going on in the golf course? I ran. I got the Aerovator going on the fucking uh, roughs. Um, manuscript is checking everything out. There's some few earlier holes and some test plots. It's starting to bounce back, but we close on Monday. I am going to fucking nuke that and start pumping the nitrogen out there. Figure that we'll use this time. What I hope happens out of all of this is... We get so much better, you know, as the heat's, the heat's here. You know, it's going to be damn near 100 this weekend. Um, that's going to start pushing. The T-sheet is getting more and more open. Uh, most everybody that's a Midwestern Canadian, they're all gone. Uh, so there's less and less people. So we got a little bit of, uh, I guess, time and some leeway. Now with construction, I hope with me spraying this out and we can come out of the construction Way better in beginning of July than we've ever been. Yeah. Um, not that a lot of people are going to start to come back, but I think you get a little bit more, or it feels that way, because people are like, all right, it's been fucking hot for a month. i got to go play golf. Yeah, you right. know, I just got to suck yeah, it up. I'm yeah. used to it now, and here we go. So I hope in the end that's the plan for the years to come is just, all right, fucking Bermuda grass is growing. Let's fucking nuke it and limp through Late May, early June, yeah. and I tell you what, we sprayed three ounces revolver. So typically on a nine ounce rate, we would smoke everything. We yep. started doing three ounces every three weeks, and I only did it on one of the golf courses. Is that closes on yep. the seventeenth? So I didn't. I wanted to keep one good for the members. One, you know, it was like, all right, it's still good, really. Yep. And in, in fact, like after seeing that, we're gonna go to the other golf course. Spray oh, nice! I was seeing so much Bermuda grass out there. And I think, like, you're right. Like, we always, I feel like so many years past, it's like, in May, I'm like, oh, we got good Bermuda grass. And then we don't spray out. And then in June, it's like, yes. we spray yeah. out. It's like, where the fuck did it yeah, all go? used up all Swear the stores and it's done. Around. You know? Like, it just, it's looking to take off and it doesn't. And then. It and kinda, it wants it fertilizer, hot. but you don't want to fertilize the ryegrass. So, But it gets really hot and then dry. Yeah. So nothing's really doing anything. Right. So, uh. Like kind of building on that uh, momentum, I think we're gonna go on the other golf course and do another three ounce rate, and then do the you know the same the second three ounce rate on the first one. But as far as conditions and playability, I would put new quail is really good. It mm -hmm. looks, it looks yeah, awesome. Yeah, we played it last week, and I thought it was really really good. Everything's tight. Uh, still mowing them at five hundred. Wink wink. <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, but yeah, the, the whole place played very good. The greens are fucking awesome. Um, mine. <laughs> Had a little fuck up. I uh, had some hot areas that I was trying to water at night, you know, just certain sections of the greens. And uh, then took had the weekend off and forgot to click it back and showed up on Monday. And Ricky was like, hey, the greens are really hot. And I'm like, holy shit. So I start going out. I spray out a wedding agent, you know, all this other shit. And then look in my computer and everything. And then it was like, oh, man, fuck. I yeah. fucked up. So... 
That's a slap on the wrist for me. They're bouncing right back. Thank God they're 328. You add a little water and a fucking <laughs> little spray of fertilizer, and they're coming right back. But, um, yeah, just stay on your shit, man. Don't sit back and kind of, ah, it's on cruise control. It's coming into the summertime, which I believe Monday or Tuesday, I think I'm hitting the 100% button on the computer. So oh, yeah. get that thing dialed back in, hopefully. Uh, it, I'm sure... Within a year and a half, it'll probably be a picture perfect of exactly what I have fucking going <laughs> right now. But it keeps me on my toes, you know, for that. Uh, Dan, you're diving in now. We are, which is that? That's probably not the one Ooh, I wanted. Oh, that's an 8.5. Okay. It's a little yep. early for that. <laughs> so it should have a race car on it. Okay, I got a race car. Race car beers. <laughs> so we I don't are need to be opening. Get, grab me that one because I'm going to need it you as well. You want the 8.5? No, the race car beer. That's what we're doing. Are you going all in on eight fives, yeah. huh? Yeah, we. This is a six five. No, the eight five would have. Oh yeah. Danny boy's got to go to soccer. Yes, you do. And uh, wifey doodle doo's getting stuck today, right? For a second yep, time. Yeah, second shot. Nice. So last week. Dan kicked my ass and we had to run real fast. So he ended up getting stuck fucking buying beers. So this week I ran over there and grabbed the beers. We didn't play golf this week, so I'm paying my debts. And uh, what do we got? We've got the hood, hoof-hearted brewing. Tail, tail, tail piping. Tail piping IPA. <laughs> it's got a Dodge Daytona on the, the <laughs> goddamn fire. label is... Awesome. That's why I have <laughs> to grab looks, it. This looks like I printed off the label on Microsoft Word. <laughs> yes. The thing is fire. Yeah. This car, I think I drew in sixth grade. <laughs> it is. I was. Where's that brood? Um, I do not know. Hey, New North Haven, Connecticut, right? Nice. Boy, right in the New England Dave world. probably already. That's fucking nuts because in Connecticut, so. There's some beers that I want sent out there. So, uh, Jeremy, if you can send me, I promise I'll send you the stickers. But I need Wachusett and I need Harpoon. Uh, if anybody finds those things out here. I know out here at Total Wine Spirits, I know they have Harpoon. But Wachusett Brewery is doesn't get enough love. They should be monsters in the game, in right? my eyes. And now I'm biased towards the next town over uh, from me in Mass. It's excellent. But anyways, this uh, this can grabbed me. That is a fire can. And it is a good beer. Is it a good beer? Let's give it a whirl. 6.5%. 6.5% down the hatch. Oh, that's fucking really good. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. It's got a little malty finish in the end. Drink fresh at 46 degrees Fahrenheit. I think that's a 46 I don't know. It's whatever that cooler is. It's pretty good. Mm. I think. I think that's it's par. It's a good. It's a good. It's a IPA. It's a. I don't. Uh, it's got a little bit of a malty finish, which I mm-hmm. I don't love in an IPA, but I honestly like that's a that's a good beer. Yeah, I think it's a real. I think it's really good. I mm-hmm. like that kind of. That's a par for me. Multi finish. It's for sure a par. It's an no. easy par. Didn't now, we didn't even talk about these other guys you got. So I got here. We got the Topa Topa Brewing Company, the Pale Ale. We said yeah, it's we the did, standard. The level line is, yeah, is pipe. I will tell you what. This Chief Peak, I like better than the Tailpipe and IPA. It's an I. Well, it's yeah. It's fucking good. Right Chief on par. Chief Peak IPA, right? Yep. So it is in an excellent can. I mean, their cans I mean, are badass. Right on the same level as that 
that pale ale is a fucking standard. You're not going to be let down. Yeah. You can sip that thing anytime. I think we have to start moving into the artwork of the can because Topa Topa Brewery is probably the early leader of a. They're real good at it. The oh, level yeah. line is an excellent one. This it's cheap not, peak it's is not absurd. Hikey doodle do. He looks like the dude on Price is Right that fucking the little Swiss dude that fucking climbs the little mountain and plays the music as if betting on prices and then has to, then falls <laughs> off the ledge. That's <laughs> Topa Topa Brewery's Chief Peak. <laughs> Chief Peak. That's good beer. Andy dubbing Both that good. music for fucking <laughs> Price is Right. The Swiss dude climbing the mountain. But yeah, it is really good. But the tailpiping it's good. is some good beers. It's good. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was highly rated. I had one. I told you last night, and I'm going to save it, but it was really funny. Is I just texted you last night. I'm like, so we got family, tons of family in town right now. Carol's here from uh, Hawaii, and then Leah's mother and father are in town, and her aunt and uncle from California are in town. Uh, so the house has been loaded, and beers have been going. Uh, last night, my show beer <laughs> disappeared. I was, I was like, fuck. I texted you. I was like, the one we were going to do, I'm like, just got drank. And I was like, uh, honey, uh where's that beer? And she's like, uh, my dad drank. And I was like, oh, okay. Shit. <laughs> so had to go get the tailpipe, tailpipe and <laughs> off the list. <laughs> Great story. So my dad was in town probably a couple years ago and we're, it was like just middle of the day. We're just going to go. I can't remember what the fuck we were doing. And he, he's drinking a white claw. And I think he just thought it was like a LaCroix. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that has alcohol in it. He's like, what? <laughs> That's a, Five percent is like a yeah. Budweiser, dude. Have he you was, seen the new White Claws? Eight percent, yeah, and caffeine, right? Jeez, it's like an old school four loco. I won't do it. <laughs> I won't do it. I mean, Jesus Christ, what, what level Ed do you Cut, need like, to fucking crushing go White to. Claws at seven a.m., eight a.m.? Oh, fuck. Uh, anything oh, I, else you need to touch up on NFL draft? Oh, I got a quick story. <laughs> fucking what a shit show day today was. Oh yeah. So we had I got acid hooked up. That fucking leaked everywhere. Probably 40 gallons inside my pump station this morning. Oh. My assistant walked in there. He said he about knocked it on his ass. He was trying to get in there to turn the pump off. But it was already broke above the pump. Oh, yeah. Had to tear the roof off the pump station. Fucking hose everything down. and fucking brutal in there. Oh, really concerned about the components inside. Everything seemed to be running fine. But inside, you know, like. Yes. Yeah. The, As time the goes cabinet. by, the acid sits there for I mean, you, you can wash it all yeah. off, but. Like the shit, the fumes like rust stainless steel. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like fuck, fuck me. So it, that was not fun. Hello and a mainline Friday break, and a mainline break on fourteen. Hello Friday, fucking Friday, dude. <laughs> yeah, unreal. And then my my filter's done two hundred fifty one flush. I'm in there just flushing every ten seconds. So I'm just like, what the fuck? So like, did the acid fuck with something? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh so, my god. What that a- was awesome. That's a fucking great way to start a Friday. But that fucking overall, blows. Man, just getting ready for the summer. Yeah, I'm not ready going. for the summer because this little touch of today, you can feel it. Dude, it's like it's 95, 96 here, degrees out, and it's just like. Fuck. When I first got here, I was like, it feels like I'm in my office and the AC hasn't kicked on. Yeah, yet. it's like it sucks. Been like two seconds, it's gonna kick on. Right. Like, yeah. And, I'll and it hasn't. It's no, fucking it has steamy. not at all. Um. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Actually, before we do that, because uh, we're sports geeks, so we got sports. We had the NFL draft. Baseball is fucking seems to be cruising. Nice. Was it Rizzo that pitched an inning the other night? And Dude, Cubs struck are somebody fucking up? trash. Oh, the Red Sox are fucking good. 
Uh, NBA can, in my eyes, can continue to fuck itself right up the ass. Hockey is 10 days away uh, from being stink. over. The uh, Bruins are good, hot now. Taylor Hall yep. and Riley, I mean, that whole team has come together. And I think uh, last night in the draft, I'm, I'm really are happy. Fe- are you feeling good about Mac Jones? Just yeah, because I, if Bill Belichick wasn't the head coach, would you be as excited as, as you are? Uh, or do you just like Bill fucking no, knows? No, I think I'm more excited that I've seen this. I mean, granted, I get it. Mac Jones has a much more a bigger spotlight than Tom Brady ever did. But I'm going to go dumpy white guy out of college. That's fucking Belichick's wheelhouse right there. Um, you know, he's had a couple of them that are, I mean, Castle turned him into, you know, Castle didn't even fine. play in college. You know, he's yeah, behind Carson Palmer and I, Matt, and yeah. Matt Liner. Didn't even and, play. Didn't he? Uh, he won twelve didn't games. He didn't he follow Sanchez to like he was there when Sanchez was there. Like I believe he came in. Oh, uh, I thought. I know. Uh, fifth I year senior did. I don't, I don't know. No, he never was a starter. Something. Anyways. Oh no. You know what it was? He played with three or four Heisman Trophy winners because he played with Doug yeah. Flutie as well. Jesus. On the on the pads. So. Bears got uh, Justin Fields fucking fired up about that. Yeah, I would. Uh, if God. I were you guys, I'd probably be pumped about that. Um, and they threw out the stat that the Bears in past years passed on that guy, yeah. Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott. And this year, Deshaun they Watson said, traded oh, up Deshaun for Mitch. Watson, that's right. Deshaun was there. So they've passed on that guy, that super athletic fucking run around all over the place uh, quarterback. Dude's and fucking accurate he's as got shit. A sling on him. He scored the like the highest of any anybody in the NFL ever on the aptitude test. Yeah, I That's guess he's got a photographic solid. memory. Yeah, yeah, like higher than Mahomes, who said they said it was fucking in stud. So yeah. there's a lot to look forward to. I don't know if that bought pace and Nagy some more time, but I mean it's something to finally. This is the first time I'm finally excited about it. when Mitch got got drafted. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, like Bears traded too. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. And then it's like Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. I agree with you there. Dude, um, there like, was some, it wasn't this kind of excitement. Yeah. I I enjoy and it was I don't know. I kind of looked forward to each team's picks, you know, just because there was I mean, there was some studs. You know, who's going to be and then this is who's going to be good. It's the San Diego Superchargers. Oh, shit, they're not even the San Diego Superchargers. Yeah. the L.A. Chargers. L.A. Chargers. Uh, I love when a team is doing, like, they took a, Hibbert's fucking good, legit. Yeah. And we knew that. Okay, they threw him in there, and he responded. It was like, okay, son's ready to play. He could hit a lot. So this year they go out and get this fucking monster out of Northwestern. So you know the dude is exactly the the best offensive linemen in the world come out of very the good archi- in, and then are academic, highly academic schools. I mean, you got to be a fucking smart motherfucker to play to know all those blocking schemes, all this other shit. Never mind bench press the side of your fucking yeah. apartment. That dude is huge. And I love seeing offensive linemen go early, like the big dogs go early. It wasn't long that ago the Chiefs the took a left tackle first overall. Yeah, that kid? wasn't he out of A and M or something? Oh wow, it wasn't that long ago. I, I mean, can't remember. 
Like that was the thing. You got to get your left tackle. Yeah. Almost higher priority than a quarterback. You got to protect now that quarterbacks. Guy. Remember when running backs went number one? Now That's it's insane. Like, You're not like third rounders now. Yeah. It's a dime a dozen. Because well, quarterbacks are so protected in a fucking year and a half. Quarterbacks are so protected too that it's slinging the ball yep. is the way to go. And you used to want to get that back end defender too really yeah. early, um, but now. All you need is a dude with speed that keeps up with them because you can't defend anymore. Right. So oh, there's dude. no reason to fucking go out there and defend them. Just keep a body in the area and actually stink at defending. That'll be better because you won't get penalties called on you if you yeah, fucking right. stink. Yeah. All you got to do is be there for when the dude <laughs> catches it that you can tackle his ass. But you won't see the Deion Sanders and the fucking Howard guys go, you know, top of the no, board anymore. Well, uh, who was the cornerback taking time? And then the. The Broncos took a guy, but yeah. But I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. Football's back. Uh, the draft is fucking dumb. It's I the wish worst. they would just fucking, you know, the, just run shit across. The uh, like, the Jaguars taking 10 minutes. It's like, yeah. The dude's already started a charity in like, in Jacksonville. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, exactly. But it's the TV time. But it's money. Uh, it's all yeah. money. It's turned into a spectacle. And the fuck, what do you think those fucking assholes in the first four rows in their little cubicles pay to be at the draft? I think you got to pay to do or that. Or do you, or the, I think those are all, and this is my feeling because one of the in-laws says, you know, like, how do you get that? And I was like, well. I'm sure it's season ticket holders. Absolutely. Like, if they don't give that opportunity to you just got to be a weirdo. And then you're the fucking asshole that dresses up. You probably read like Mel Carper's fucking draft 4.6.8. Yeah, but you dress like an asshole every weekend at the game. So they're like, yep, Stevie Cowboys has to fucking yeah. come because he yeah. wears. The 10 oh, gallon yeah, yeah. hat that's nine feet long and seven feet high, and yeah. he's got a fake beard and. You know, uh, that's you. Four, a four X. No, this thing is real and it is <laughs> thick as shit and it's gross and I eat it all the time. It's fucking nasty, but I still kind of like it. Don't you put on the fucking uh, the beard oil and all the other bullshit no. to shape it? Don't you get dressed up like a a uh, Civil War soldier? No, <laughs> no, I don't do that. No, we're going to go fight the British tonight. I, uh, I'm not Civil War. I do like that. I do like me a good jersey. But it is you only... Up, I've seen you on Sundays. You dress up uh, like Ben Franklin. Hold on, wait a second. I'm sitting here right now <laughs> Yeah, but every Sunday, I see a Four Peaks dress up like Ben Franklin for the Pats game. Yeah, it's true. I did have the fucking glasses <laughs> on the end of my nose. Face paint. Yeah, in the, in the three-sided hat, the three-cornered <laughs> yeah, hat. whatever yeah. that is. In a penny whistle. Like the dude that was, used to be on the helmet. Yeah. What a sick logo that was. I know. Can That's we go back to that? The old hat that I have is the old logo. Yeah, that's the flying good, Elvis fucking stinks. Just like the Oilers old logo, the yep. fucking thing. That's, that's so many good, good old logos. Yeah. So many good old logos. That's why, like, I it's like good. The, to, I fucking hate like the Bears Steelers. Feeling, it's just a standard yep. fucking. I Bears. hate the Steelers, but I'm glad they've never fucking. They've never done changed. A the Packers damn don't thing. change. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers need the Buccaneer on the side of their yep. hat. Dude, I mean, the buck. boat is neat, but the, the Raiders is cool. That buck uh, with the fucking hat is money with the the cream yeah. Mexico fucking. Oh yeah, absolutely. Those are fire, Even dude. just the logo, if they change the colors and just put that. But picture it's only on because it. retro's in. Like, remember when the the Yotes started with their jerseys? When I first saw that that uh, yeah, that thing was the the Kachina one. I was yep. like, What the fuck? Now absolutely. that fucking thing is fire. Yeah, it is. I the get Kachina's it. Kachina's fired it. 
I don't know, maybe it's my sports teams, or at least the other three. Uh, I can't stand when the fucking Celtics wear gray or black. That dry. You are a yeah, white but it's and all green. Goddamn, I get I gotta that. Tell you, Adam Silver's a genius. I get that. Well, don't put their asses on the court in it. Red Sox. Yeah, keep but it the way it, it is, you got it, dude. Adam, Adam I get Silver, it. It's a global game, and that guy is fucking. There's a reason those contracts get signed. Yes, because they are printing money yeah. in the NBA. Because the and sport stinks. I, I see. I disagree. I the, I don't watch as much because the Bulls stink. But if your team's good, it's a good. It's way better see, than college basketball. Um, it's like a lot of things is well, football and hockey. I can watch in soccer. Yeah. I can borderline watch any game anytime. So. Hey, that's fine. But you can watch borderline any game at any time. Basketball has to be a good game. See, I would uh, say baseball for me. I can watch the Cubs, but dude, I'm not gonna watch. The fucking pirates and the Reds. Yeah. On a Tuesday, you know, evening. I can watch, watch a lot I'll of fucking baseball. chuck on. Like the other night, I was watching the shit. Andy, you're gonna have to cut this. Who's I watching? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know, but I can watch baseball a lot. Like, cause that really? was my sport. Yeah, I can. Well, maybe I can't just sit here and do it, but. If it's on and I'm buzzing around here in the backyard, the TV go, no. goes on. If it's the Cubs, it, I'll watch it. Me. Fine. If it's, but there's hockey. There's the implications all the time. There's good team. It's like, I'll watch that. Hockey's just fast and crazy. And the same, it's the same idea of soccer that I get out of hockey. The strategy of the entire game for the whole time for that one opportunity to score yeah. is what I like. I love watching a one nothing baseball game. I'll mm. watch a pitcher's duel all day long. I mean, I love it when dudes, because that one is probably the guy that hit it 580 Dude, out of the fucking yard. The fucking, like, the, the last night I was watching the Cubs, and, like, the, the pitcher took a, a second too long to throw the pitch. So there's a timeout, and the dude steps back and fucking yeah. adjusts his hand. All that bullshit, his fucking yes. gloves. I'm like, fuck all this. I dude. agree with Your gloves all of came that. loose in the yep. three seconds it took. Yep. Now, there I needs to be a shot clock on the fucking pitcher. Like, I don't. No, it just in, in the the shitty part is hockey of nonstop action. No, they don't need the shot NBA, clock. It just action. needs to be like a known thing that this bullshit doesn't happen. NBA. That's so why pitchers action. should hit so they can fucking dust them back. Yeah, all over the place. You know, uh, I don't know. I, I I love baseball, but like if the I'm not gonna watch this. I watch the World Series. I watch the playoffs. The Cubs aren't in it. But other than mm. that, it's like, dude. I'm not gonna, like I said, I'm not gonna watch a, a Red Sox Yankees. I don't care about those teams. And baseball I don't care may to spend four hours. Baseball may have to go to the fucking Mexican soccer leagues where they actually have two different seasons in the same calendar year. You know, so they just split it up instead yeah. of having fucking a hundred and bazillion games. Just split it up. Play winter it, ball the, and spring. The thing I do like is ball. like, all right. The thing about baseball is like, what the fuck am I gonna put on the TV tonight? You know, just while yes, I'm kicking it around, it gets to the dog. Uh, the days, Cubs yeah. are always on, so I can yeah. chuck on the Cubs. That's fine. Yeah. I do appreciate that, but then... Keegan, where'd he chuck that thing in from? A couple hundy? I don't know. It was nice. I wish he was fucking better. I know. He's a New England guy. I like Keegan. Original Stooley. No, I get what you're saying about the... It, it, soon, it's going to be the dog days. Soon as hockey's over, it's going to be the dog days. Playoff, I mean, NBA hoops playoffs. will pick up, but... Uh, I don't know. But golf will be cranking along. Golf's been really good lately. Yeah. Love it. I love seeing Cameron Smith out there. Leishman and Smith win last week. That yep. guy, just the mullet, like, just adding a little flair to the game. Yep. 
Need it. Just anything to get people excited about golf. Yep, absolutely. And get people talking about it. If it's a fucking mullet, let's get people talking about it. Yeah, if it's a fucking guy touching the sand, fucking let's talk about it. Because yep. let's debate that, that. That bullshit needs to fucking go. And then the uh, dude from Thailand just chucked one into a cypress tree like an hour ago. And that was a big, big debate. We didn't even bring that up. Like, what happened there? He just dropped at the bottom of the tree. Well, they found it. They, oh. so, but it was like everybody standing around just pointing around town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. It, it looks like the dude, the rules official had his range finder. They determined it was his, so he got to draw. Uh, that's bullshit. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up here on a Friday afternoon, episode number five one. Thank you everybody for listening. Rest in peace, little Cody man. We're gonna miss you. Uh, stay pissed, everybody. Thank you, Andy, for doing everything, and it was great to see you last week. And later. See you guys. Love you, mom and dad.